Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast 431. This is your guide to the geek side, and I'm one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by my cohort, Charlie Carden. Hey, 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 I love recording this time of night because then I get to show off the real collection, everything in the figure world. So if you're watching on YouTube, enjoy. It's all here to be seen. Yeah, and you can see the aluminum foil on Charlie's window. So oh, yes. uh, he looks yep, like because he's trying to keep, keep out, out. Uh, keep out, keep, keep out. in the ghoulies, and yes. I guess keep out the the control rays. I don't want them in my thoughts. Can't have them doing that. Not happening. Yep. Yep, and he doesn't put any lampshades on his lamps because you know nope, what? Absolutely it's, not. It's, it's, it sets that that crack that, when that's chic. that is you put you put a lampshade on a lamp that's a broadcast to the, to Uncle Sucker. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are joined by a good friend of the show, and I am trying to remember if you two have been on together. Oh, absolutely. I feel like we have. I couldn't yeah, remember because like sometimes have. Charlie, you're out and bring guests on and things, but that's great. Um, yeah, Chris. Mr. Chris from, uh, he's one of the co-hosts of 1H1D or One Hour, One Decision. It's a great show. Basically, they randomly pick an Xbox game. They've got one hour to play it and then make a decision based on it. And also, uh, nice. a fine, uh, you have one of the best swags in all the land. You have that game guide. <laughs> a physical, Charlie, he makes a physical diary where you take notes about the, the uh, game you play and the things you liked. I think it's that's such a cool idea. It, it sounds like uh, the, the Grail Diary from Indiana Jones' The Last Crusade. <laughs> Let he who illuminate this illuminate me. Yes, yes. Exactly <laughs> like it. Right, Chris? Thank you for being uh, yeah. here. Yeah. Thank good, you. Well, good to see you. Yes, we, thanks, have, guys. we have some fun things to address, but not, of course, before uh, we give the, the usual uh, patronage uh, till we play honor uh, to the great folks that support us over on Patreon. We have a wonderful time making all the additional content as we have since January because of these fine folks. Um, I'm talking about, of course, Jamie Prinky over on the Best Buds level, uh, the fantastic Nias family, Sean, Stella, and Henry over on the BFFs family uh, level, along with, of course, my friend and yours uh, and fellow contributor, Missy Merchant, and her great friend, Andy Milliken. The great news about Patreon right now, they just a couple of weeks ago made it possible for you to do a free one-week trial of any uh, Patreon uh, offering. Uh, we made it available on all of our levels. So jump on over to patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite and check us out. We do a lot of fun programs. Todd, you're launching a new program soon, which I, I'm excited to hear that from you. Mark jumps in. Mark, who's our third partner, jumps in and does his Canardians Corner from time to time. Todd and I do a great show called The Spinner Rack, where we talk about comics. And I have a biweekly show called The Facts of Geek Life, uh, where I uh, we we dissect uh, four, four or five episodes of a classic uh, television series uh, in a single season. And then just today... Todd joined us for a quarterly recording that I do uh, with my wife, April, called A Bad Trip to the Movies with the Cardins. Uh, and we covered Wing Commander, which was a movie we had never seen. But Todd put himself through back in 1999 just so he could see the trailer uh, for The Phantom Menace. And we we had a good time. We had a good <laughs> time talking about that movie. Yeah, Chris, it's a it's a it's it's based on the video game, so you know it's got to be great. Back in 1999, they were they were putting oh. out great video game movies. Oh, yeah, Holy yeah, cow. Um, yeah. So Charlie and I actually, this is our third recording in one day, which is I think a record for the th 
for the two right. of us. Yes, um, indeed. So yeah, check it out there. We did a great recording of the spinner rack all about the character of Nick Fury because Secret Invasion is coming in. So if you'd like yeah. to know a little bit more about Nick Fury and comics and the various incarnations and, and years that he's been around, check that out. And Chris, you know, as a parting guest, a gift today as a guest, you're getting a one-week free trial. Ooh. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, indeed. That's yes, awesome. please. And spread the word. Listen, to Mr. Promotion here. Well, something that we, before we get to that, we definitely do need to talk about. And I, I remarked this to April before we came down here because I was going over the flow. I said, Axtra has a gift for, for, for whatever shortcomings he might have. <laughs> he has a gift for picking these covers. Now, we're going back to 1976, the year of my birth. I was born in February. This came out in May. Uh, Marvel premiere. Which honestly, Todd, this was one of the Nick Fury issue. It was mm-hmm. issue thir- issue thirty five was a Nick Fury one. This was issue thirty one, so it was a couple of months earlier. But this is Marvel premiere featuring the man brute called Wood God, and I got it. What else can you say? I, I love this. this. Is a Stanley the House of Ideas does it again? All out action in the mighty Marvel manner. I want that on my tombstone. I don't know about you. Somebody make You're a note d- of Charlie's it. Charlie's death in the mighty Marvel manner. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. But Wood God is essentially. Uh, I don't know if I read about him in the you know in the in the in the Marvel the, the the Marvel Universe guidebook, which was a big favorite of mine when I was a kid. But yeah, the uh, naturally the caption below that says the most bizarre superhero of all you must read a birthday nightmare (laughs) this is like a menu of madness of just let's throw 85 things on the cover you've got wood god taking down i don't know if that's he's wrestling like it is no that's ah, no aim aim was yellow in there they had like the beekeeper helmets so Mm -hmm. this is something totally unquantified but they're flying like uh vto like vertical takeoff and landing like skiffs they kind of it's look a two like two-seater that's external, yeah. so it's like a yeah. Right. But it looks like, I mean, there there's a house in the background, so it looks like it's maybe just in a subdivision somewhere. I mean, it's super random. Kind of kinda I get a like a Jack Kirby vibe from the cover. But it the, is the, the, it is drama. Yeah. The the writing, the exposition 100 percent sounds like this is what Stanley put on everything because everything was the house of ideas done it again, all out action. In the mighty Marvel manner, and then the bizarre superhero. I mean, that that he would apply that to whomever. So, uh, <laughs> this is a gem. Now, Todd, do we know if this is over on MU? Uh, Marvel, it's, it is not, and I believe it's his. No. Yeah, I mean, there's more to him if you want to read it. Basically, he was just a genetic creation, not tied to like uh, any any other character we've heard of. It's just like a one off, very weird. Um, they wanted to make. It's kind of like the high evolutionary, but not as cool. So I don't know, yeah. Chris. You see this cover, um, and and do you do you ever wonder why Woodgod didn't make it? Well, look, it's the cover is drawn by Jack Kirby, so that looks. It's always great to see Kirby sure, sure. do his thing. But it is like, I mean, he looks like just a uh, generic uh, satyr, or, or is that is that the uh, yeah satyr? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the uh, somebody who's half goat with the, like Mister Tumnus leg- from uh- <laughs> Mister Tumnus. I was thinking of the goat leggings from the Dragnet film, like Dan oh, Aykroyd yeah. and and Tom Hanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Sir, you for- sir, you forgot your goat leggings. <laughs> it's really just a guy with a bad case of hair. I mean, really, he's oh, like it's yeah. the hair grows in odd places. 
but mostly his oh legs. Oh my god. Anyway, well, cool. Well, with that, um, speaking of unusual hair growth that you don't want to know more about, it's time to check in with our senior news correspondent. I'm talking about Madam <laughs> Webb at 123 years young. She is still down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine with the hottest scoops for us in Madam Webb's uh, news and reviews. Let's go. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Uh, after looking at Wood God, that cover, Madam Webb, makes takes me back to remember when you telling me you were an agent in Hollywood back in the day. And uh, Wood yeah. God actually came to you and, and, and said he's going to be the next big thing. And uh, you believed him. Uh, you booked hard on his life. I mean, you abandoned all your other clients like Frank Sinatra, uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and John Travolta. <laughs> And unfortunately, it didn't work out. So sorry, no, Madam that's Webb. That's okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Wood God, he's got those ads for what? Tuck, tucks, medicated pads, and. Yeah. Roll, roll the dice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, big adult diapers. Absolutely. So, all right. What do we got up first? So, we're going to be talking about um, The Flash this week, but uh, director of The Flash is Andy. M- wow. Same guy, right? Mushietti. Mushietti. Yes. But he's looking at a first look deal with Warner Brothers on Batman, the Brave and the Bold. Uh, this is going to be uh, the first kind of Batman. Is this kind of going to be kind of the first Batman outing uh, for Warner Brothers under the new regime? Is that kind of what we're looking at? Yes. Gotcha. OK, so, um, yeah, uh, you know, co-bosses, James Gunn and Peter Safran. I keep forgetting about Peter Safran because he's just not a name. So it's like I'm talking about it and I think, oh, James Gunn and that other guy. <laughs> you know, but um, silent but yeah. partner, silent partner, exactly. So, cre- kind of creative genius. So, yeah, so they're getting out there and they're making their deals. And uh, he is um, somebody who's in the running to, to tackle Batman. So, Todd, what else has uh, Muschietti done in the past that I would know about? Well, Charlie, you would know him most famously from the It movies. So, it, oh, absolutely, one and it too. And he is Loved also them. working on. The prequel series Welcome to Dairy for HBO. He actually wow, partners cool. with his sister, who is actually a producer as well. Nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers back in the day used to, they used to get really tight with certain talent, like directors. Yeah. So it was like Christopher yeah. Nolan and Warner Brothers were tight as thieves. They were always in things. And when we had some of the the some of the issues with WB dropping things because of the merger, it yeah. kind of put people on the wrong page. So this is, I think, yeah, yeah. their this is their way to essentially cement some relationships and work with the people they like. And, uh, and James Gunn is one to build relationships with people and he's very tight. That's why you see the same people in his movies over and over. Yeah, they love him. True, they, true. Have a great, they have great. Uh, so it's, it's kind of cool that um, they have faith despite whatever the flash will do. I think the fact that we know when the flash was made, it was made under very crazy times, a, a really bizarre story about the star of that movie. And the fact is that um, he, he's been looked upon as, as, as kind of writing the ship and he comes from horror to then do a superhero movie. That's kind of cool. So I I like that this could happen. And the fact that I think he's done a superhero film and could, and he's directed two bats because there were two Batman and the flash. If you didn't know that there is, and yes. uh, that's that's true. That's true. Bad, so um, many bad dudes. Multiple yeah, so bad the dudes. fact that he could do that and do something new with that. That's yeah. the movie 
that will be Bruce Wayne and Damien as Robin. All right. It's based cool. on a comic book. So that's maybe one we read in the future too, Charlie. So, so Chris, oh, yeah. no, I'll be down. With, with that, um, you know, the Batman that we've gotten, they really haven't had the Batman family. So this would really truly be except for Batman Forever, which mixed back. <laughs> It's the best way to put it. Um, uh, what do you What do you think? Is that, is that a good show? Uh, is that a good thing to do with Batman? The Bat Family, yeah. I mean, they've they've shied away a lot from from Rob the Robins yeah. plural and, yeah. and and the Nightwings and stuff like that. I, I, granted, there's there's the Titans show, which I think just wrapped up right completely. I just like, finished it. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, Enjoy, well, yeah enjoyed I enjoyed it muchly. Got to get back to that one. Yeah, yeah. I need to get back into it as well, but. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Batman fan, so like to be able to, to, to see more than just you know Bruce Wayne doing his thing. Yeah, see the, see the, see the, see the, the, the folks that help him because you know it takes a family to, to run and it save Gotham. It takes a bat village. Well, it, it does. Uh, ask Vin really Diesel. What's the most important thing? <laughs> it's family. A, it's family. It's always family. It's always family. So yeah, I'm excited. Better believe I'm excited. it. Family I, I cars and Batman already has the car area. Oh covers. my god! Yeah. We were just upstairs watching. We're on Mission Impossible Five right now, which I'm going to talk about in the Geek Easy. But there is a great car chase segment in um, Spain, and April mm. and I were like, they nailed it over doing car chase stuff because at least it looks real. It's not Vin Diesel running into a pinball or whatever, <laughs> which was you know yeah. the first the first act of that movie that we that came out that we talked about a few weeks ago. Oh my gosh! Yeah, cars are <laughs> cool. Like a gun, you can hit. You can yeah. Put bing bong, bing bong. weapon and just using, just keep smacking using, it. Using the car. totally, oh, totally, wow. yes, totally exactly. Fine. Yeah. So uh, you know what? We we don't know when this is actually going to happen because we know the first movie that's coming out of the DC relaunch of the Mon- Gods and Monsters is going to be Superman Legacy, which yeah. is going to be writing and directing. Nice. Uh, so that one's probably I think twenty twenty five. I know we're going to get a gap with DC where essentially. Yeah. Aquaman will be the last DC movie, and I can't remember when Joker for la Oh yeah, early next year. I don't know. Is Maybe. that is that is that one in the can? Because if it's not, it's you know. It's, I believe it already hanging. is. Remember they yeah. had they were take, they were filming it with Lady yeah. Gaga and Lady, yeah. Lady Gaga. Yes, indeed. Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn. Oh yep. my goodness! Oh man! Absolutely. Yep. Crazy. All right. What else we got? Yeah, so next story is all about me. Uh, I just put this in there for myself and Larry Giver because I think we're the only people that really <laughs> are fans of oh, Babylon Five. Oh, oh, my God. Five years old oh, and, you know, can overlook the good and the bad of that series. Um, Fair. And we, we, we do know they are tr- – J. Michael Straczynski is trying to get a essentially a reboot of Babylon Five, which I think is cool. Why not? It's yeah. It's a great story. It needs better production and better acting and directing. I think if they get those things, because I thought the writing was great. It was minor, just, minor, it's like, exactly. minor it's like, things you got to handle. It's like all these things, and it'll be perfect. It's <laughs> like so, so just like so close. I mean, it was a syndicated show, cheap budget. They they did the best they could at the time, right? Uh, especially after going after like Star Trek. We talked about this before, but this oh, is yes. really about Babylon Five. I think. Them trying to establish some things to I think this first thing that they've got coming out is an animated movie. Essentially, it's going to be on DVD, Blu-ray and streaming. It's 
I believe it's WB, so it might come to Max, which would be great. Um, But it's essentially an animated 90-minute film where it is essentially tied to the continuity. It's a one-off story. They've done this before. They they did a thing called Lost Tales. Uh, They did other like standalone movies, kind of like – so just to get more content out there and tell a bigger story. Um, I don't know if they ever got a bigger budget to do, but I still enjoyed them. I thought because they covered a lot of different areas that weren't tied into like the main storyline. Well, this one, um, I'll just give you the synopsis. Um, It it features Sheridan, who um, was essentially the first, uh, he was the second captain, um, uh, basically that came in ahead of uh, Babylon 5. So that's the one you know, Bruce Boxleitner, uh, including um, he gets whips off through multiple timelines and alternate realities, including one where Babylon 5 lost the Shadow War. Also includes Zathras. He's kind of like this guy that with this, the best way to put it, he is a guy that could kind of tell the future, but he was so vague and weird um, that you could never take what he said for just just for um, at face value. And I think weird. Because, yeah, because I think he was kind of a, touched in the skull, too. So it, it wasn't his fault, but he was kind of an interesting looking dude. You saw him in the trailer. Uh, yeah. And um, and basically, Zathras is there because he's actually a temporal engineer. So that's kind of flayed his brain um, in a lot of ways. Um, and then we're getting cast members, including Bruce Boxleitner, uh, Claudia Christian, which she notoriously was removed for the removed from the show or quit the show and they brought in tracy scoggins which i thought was funny it was a replacement um wow. so she it's like, back. it was like a uh, dick van patten to dick Sargent, right the dick transplant in, exactly uh- <laughs> yes yes thank you charlie well the fact is she's coming back for the first time in babylon 5 so this is gonna make a lot oh, of fans wow. very okay. happy uh Good. peter jurassic you may know him from uh, he's been on a lot of shows from the past but he plays londo one of the original cast members bill mummy you know him from lost in space he oh plays yeah Lanier. uh tracy scoggins who essentially replace Christian Claudia Christian. Uh, she's going to be back. And Patricia Tallman, who played a uh, telepath. Both, now, we don't uh, have any, both yeah, Patricia Tallman and, uh, and believe it or not, Bill Mummy. Uh, Patricia Tallman was uh, recurring. Uh, guest cast on Star Trek TNG. Bill Mummy uh, came in as an engineer who got uh, fought in the Dominion War and, and uh, befriended Esri Dex, who season says in the DS9, mm-hmm. and, and he did not make it. It was very tragic. Uh, it was a war episode, yeah. Yeah, and that's going to be the biggest problem with this show is lost so many of the cast members just uh, – they died, yeah. which is sad, but they're all great. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, we had basically Delenn, who was the main the love interest. So she, yeah. they're going to have new voice actors play them, which is fine. Right. Uh, right. Dukar, uh, he was great. Uh, Andreas. Oh, Andreas Kasulis, yes. who was a, a great Romulan in TNG. Yeah. Yeah. Great, Not great actor. Yeah. Really great. Just the iconic voice. Uh, Chief Garibaldi, uh, Dr. Franklin, Zathras, and then the original commander, Jeffrey Sinclair, as well. This will be $20 uh, on Amazon and Vudu if you want to buy it digitally. You can also get the blu-ray if you're a collector and it'll be on august 14th as well awesome. um it's an hour and 20 minutes long so that's pretty standard fare for yeah, animated things so yeah that i think the animation good. style works it's not the best it's it not the cool. worst it, it yeah. does look good it kind of reminds me of the uh what if series charlie yeah um, oh cool. yeah and oh, and I, yeah love it well yeah. good and you know again i've i've had people Larry included, and then I actually have a client of mine uh, who have just kind of chased me around about Babylon Five over the years. April, <laughs> April, and I ended up watching an episode. It did not grab us, but no. you know what? I D I C infinite diversity and infinite combinations. That is the credo of Star Trek. Love what you love. Don't yuck somebody else's yum. Don't pee in somebody else's Cheerios. Not happening. Yeah, so, Chris, go out, yeah, go out, go out there and enjoy it. Do you have any history? I- 
Well, uh, unfortunately, with Babylon Five and Star Trek, I, I'm not I'm not well versed in any of those series. But but like you know, I'm I'm excited that you're excited. So that's, good answer, that's <laughs> very good answer. <laughs> I'm excited you like that crap. <laughs> I, no, I mean, like nope. like tee it the, up. The, right the, the trailer looked interesting i mean it, i don't know if if they're following suit with all these like multiversal things that are happening they're like yeah. hey here's a good idea to create another story yeah, right. about that so i don't know but you know it, it could be fun i'm sure it's it'll good. be fun for you yeah i hope it's good right. that's it and I, and I hope this leads to if people you know it, it finds maybe new fans that then watch the series and hopefully they yeah. can can give right. it its time and, and patience just, and yeah. maybe we'll get something new so there absolutely. you go absolutely well, speaking yeah. of time and patience, uh, get ready to have a lot of patience with literally anything in the entertainment world. So, uh, there, there, yeah, stretch, stretch. Yeah, there is the WGA strike going on right now. And as we've said on the past several episodes, we here at Secret Friends Unite across our network are deeply in support of the folks who are striking uh, to make their living wage, making uh, being in part of the entertainment industry. So uh, as long as this goes on, if it means we don't have new content next year, that works for me. That's okay. These people need to be able to put food on the table, pay their bills, and feed their families. And that is really all that it's at. But that being said, the good folks at Disney, who are not uh, helping the situation clearly, <laughs> have announced delays to things like Star Wars, uh, Deadpool 3, the entire MCU slate, and, oh boy, this last one really breaks my heart, delays to the Avatar sequel. Ah, It's another 20 years until they get on with the series. <laughs> you know, I, in the time, if James Cameron kicks off, I mean, are they? is that just basically it? Ooh. I mean, he's got to be. He's never time. dying, Charlie. That man he's, will live forever. He one hundred percent has to be in his late sixties. Yeah, I'm just no, saying. Yeah. He's not. He's yeah. not a young man. He's been making movies since what? Piranha 3D came out in like seventy eight. I mean, yeah, oh boy, yeah. So I mean, if you figure he's the age of our of like our parents, he's in his seventies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. He looks pretty yeah. good though. He's he's a pretty healthy yeah. guy. No, yeah, doesn't look, but yeah, and all it's it's all that money and arrogance that's keeping him alive. I'm not I'm not a fan. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a fan of his. Um, uh, we're but, in 1954, so he is about uh, so nine years younger than my mom. Yeah, he's uh, between five and six years younger than my parents. So yeah, absolutely. So mid sixties. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. So the highlights of the delays live action Moana, and again, Disney catch a hint with this live action shit. It's just <laughs> not gonna fly. Uh, will now be released in twenty twenty five. Deadpool three has been pushed up uh, from November to May of twenty twenty four. An untitled Star Wars movie is debuting. Uh, in December of 2026, Avatar 3, 2025, Avatar 4, 2029, and Avatar 5, 2031. It's funny because I'm such a nudnik with the calendars for Code 47, which is the Star Trek show that I run on our network. You're also planned out to 31 too, aren't you? I, I, I do have a schedule out to 31. <laughs> that's absolutely the truth. Because after a certain point, we're going we're gonna to reach talking about all the shows to the end. I'm going to break. And do Google gonna, calendars I, go out that far? I did. I did it in a spreadsheet, and, but yeah. Do as we get, numbers, we're gonna start wh with whomever I'm recording with. We're gonna start over again. We're actually gonna start over again with TOS. So, but that'll be <laughs> that'll be about about because everybody's forgot now. it all because of Alzheimer's. Well, I, I, you know, if you figure out people don't go back and listen to them, but again with that show, mm -hmm. I've I've had a, a shift in co-host, so fresh perspective. I like that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, back on this. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, b big shuffling. Yeah, Captain America, Brave New World, 
um, pushed from May to July of next year. That's the next big one that I'm excited about. Uh, Thunderbolts in December of next year, Blade in February of 2025, and Fantastic Four uh, uh, in May of 2025. Uh, but again, this this will continue to get pushed out if there's nobody to write these scripts. And with the writers also going on strike, I believe that it is either eminent or it's already gone. It's already happened. I feel like I haven't heard a lot about it. Um, nobody's doing anything. Yeah, like you like you said last week, Todd. It's going to be craft services trying to write and star in the <laughs> movies. Uh, and I just I just don't know how that's going to work out. They're gonna they're gonna dust off old scripts from like Fox Studios from like those yeah. failed Marvel projects where yeah. X Men and Fantastic Four cross. <laughs> over with Deadpool. There's a movie. Yeah. Oh, here's it. Let's bring back, yeah, Ben Affleck is Deadpool. Oh, we can't get him? Well, we still have the script, so let's cast some. Let's ben cast Affleck Bill. is Deadpool? Let, let's pass. Uh, no, Daredevil. Daredevil. Let's yes. put, We'll make Bill the janitor Daredevil. Let's see if we can make that happen. So. Hey, I mean, what's his name? Wasn't he a janitor? Um, Harrison but, Ford? He was, he, was Car- he was Carpenter. Yeah, Carpenter. He was Carpenter. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, you're thinking of a janitor that was Goodwill Hunting. He was the janitor. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. The yeah, janitor with a heart of gold and a brain yeah. to do calculus. Um, thinking about these Marvel titles, because then we do have Avengers King Dynasty, then yeah, 20, yeah. 2026, and then Avengers Secret War to 2027. I mean, at this point, I mean, if we think about this, and we haven't even talked about the TV shows with Marvel, they're so connected. Right. I'm like, I don't even know, like, how do they juggle that? How do they, like, figure out, like, well, if this moves, then we can't do this because we wrote this. I'm like, yeah, got to. I don't know how you can even do that purposefully in a great way and really still be successful because we don't know the TV outcome. And I know they were talking about reducing the number of TV shows per year, too. So I don't know. Well, the good news is they've reduced it a lot because now nothing is getting made. So that that is a 100% workforce reduction. Great work, guys. Um, But again, in all seriousness, um, our hearts and our souls go out um, to the folks affected by this WGA strike and then the impending SAG after strike for the actors as well. Because again, these folks, 100%, um, they're artists who who deserve to be compensated for their craft. And there's, um, I I am very happy to sit 2024 out, even on this show, Todd, Todd, we're going to make you have to go back and start rewatching things. So we have something to talk about, Um, (laughs) or we'll have to dig into that treasure trove of stuff we haven't watched, you know, uh, I write the flow. I, but I'm not a union guild member, so oh, okay. is that, does that oh. make me a scab, like writing a document? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, if, if there's a podcasters union, we're not part of it because why the hell? They, they're not giving us any money, so we're not giving them any money. Well, who, um, we get, who, who do we get money from, Charlie? Like, are we going to like yell at ourselves like we want better wages? Charlie, give me better wages. <laughs> uh, I want better hours doing this. <laughs> who, who runs, who runs a one hour, one decision, Chris? Is that something where you could renegotiate? Oh, with you yourself or yeah. is it, uh, is yeah. it Tom? have a hard look in the mirror and then i guess you know, have that. <laughs> that is the, the absolute <laughs> tougher critic so anyway uh, one more time yeah our hearts go out to the wg those struggling with the wga strike we are we here in sfu are 100 percent in your corner so anyway todd what's going on over at netflix right now yeah netflix has their big events called to dumb based on their time the the, the, the noise you always hear and, and and you know what netflix is trying to remind you why you should save stay subscribed to netflix or come back to netflix <laughs> right so so this is kind of like their big like almost like their uh you know their their trade announcements to get people excited so um they they I didn't know this happened. This was actually down in Sao Paulo, uh, Brazil, when they did this. Oh, my. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the first thing they showed was a 40-minute trailer for Avatar Last Airbender. It's live action. They've shown 
cast members, but they didn't show anything except for the the, the different um, uh, elements in those houses that do it. They basically showed the just the, the logo of those and they had it. So it's basically a tone trailer. Other than that, Wait, don't know. 40 minutes? It's it's 40 seconds. Sorry. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. It's actually a log, right? It's just the that is, just in the background. Just watch that it. Is Show the series. Very, <laughs> very long. It was very long, yes. It was just like like I said, it's like the Yule log. You know, you just stare at it, you know. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, it's actually no, it's 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 basically set for 2024. So more time to come. Don't know if this is already done in the can or if it's still on pause because of the writer's strike. Don't know. Uh that'd right. be most of these things. Uh then we are getting a a beloved anime, Charlie. This is like the longest running anime slash manga that they do like been going manga, manga. Like, like a thousand volumes or something it's ridiculous yeah. and they're finally getting a, a live action series called one piece it's basically about a kid who wants to be a pirate king he wants to travel the seas find treasure but he also I mean, has the ability who, to stretch his limbs like mr fantastic which is who very doesn't weird. who doesn't want to be a uh limb stretching pirate king i'm i mean i the, the relatability factor is through the roof i, <laughs> yeah. I think everybody i think everybody wants that really it's it's very goofy because all the pirates are like differently themed and they're kind of goofy over the top. So this is a very lighthearted thing. And actually, yeah. I, when I saw it, I'm like, this actually looks like a lot of fun. But I it, bet it the is. hardcore fans are gonna hate this because they're like, right. why didn't they get break? Why is it? Why is it in Japanese? Like, oh god, ah. yeah, you're gonna get. It's basically uh, am- amped up like Star Wars and Star Trek fans. Like, oh, why this? Oh. Blah 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 blah. Charlie, the dubbed time. or subbed uh, battles throughout. <laughs> time are uh, without par in the world of anime it's so funny oh my God. um but chris um so you're familiar with this what do you think did you did you get to see this or just i didn't watch the trailer for this yet but i saw who they cast and everything uh, i mean you know there, there was the, the cowboy i don't know why they tried this again because the cowboy bebop wasn't wasn't well received right like yeah. Tank, you tanked out yeah Didn't, yeah it's not so, successful i mean i guess they put enough they already put money in it they're like all right let's just release it and see what happens but you know, I'll 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 check it out. I unfortunately didn't watch the Cowboy Bebop series, so I'll, maybe I'll try that. I, I've seen all the anime. I liked the first episode. I didn't watch anymore, yep. but a lot of people didn't like it. I liked the first episode, but um, my wife and she really liked it too. So I thought it was a fun hmm. show, and I thought John Chu did a great job in the role. Yeah. But, oh well. Yeah. Uh, nice. Oh well. You know. Um, uh, yeah. Let's see. Next is there's this uh, new. It's a let's see. It's actually um, this is kind of cool. There's a new series coming to Game. Uh, uh, to Netflix called The Three-Body Problem. It's by the Game of Thrones creators, David Beninoff and D.B. Weiss. They're behind Oh, us. gotcha. Those and guys. It's, yeah. uh, it's an adaptation of a, a popular sci-fi novels, and it looks very interesting, but it's about essentially an alien invasion. And people mm-hmm. since the 60s, some groups that have been preparing for it since the 60s, and some that are, get, you know, so this looks kind of cool when I saw it. I'm like, that's yeah. neat. I'm glad we're going to get another big spectacular, and those guys did a hell of a job with Game of Thrones adapting that. Yeah, nice. Except for good season deal. seven and eight. But, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, we know that. Yeah, the, when when you run out of when you run out of source material, which I hope they don't this time. Like they have enough books, right? Um, right. You know, we'll but, you know, yeah, exactly. We'll see how that goes. That is coming out January January twenty twenty four. Then we're getting uh, The Witcher season three. I'm a big fan. That's July twenty seventh. So very soon. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it's in two parts. So the like Stranger mm. Things did. So the, the the first part of that third season is on June 29th, and then the second part, June, July 27th. This is going to be Henry Cavill's last season. We don't know exactly what oh happened boy. there, but they're bringing in... Ruh-roh. uh What is Chris, his name? Chris Hemsworth's brother, Liam. That's right, Liam, Liam Hemsworth, yes. Bring so, me uh, Hemsworth. Yes. <laughs> 
they're gonna say uh, he transmogrified, and this is what he looks oh, like. Right he's gonna, tra- he's gonna, it's like Doctor Who. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Very different nice. guy. Yeah. Exactly. Like uh, then we got Cobra Kai. They have a season six cast reunion, um, and we don't even know when we're getting the most recent season. But I cannot wait. Right. Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Yep. Um, Squid Game. Two is getting a second season. That was a huge win. New cast, similar type. I I needed to finish that show because I really liked what I saw. I just didn't get to finish it. I hear you. Yeah, I didn't dig in, but I had, you know, people telling me about it and stuff. So without a doubt. Oh, you got Wednesday coming back. Big hit. Todd, that's right up your alleyway. Oh, yeah. We love that series. Chris binged it. She watched it without me and then felt guilty and then watched it with me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Other than that, it's, it's nothing is known. They've got returning cast members. Apparently, this is going to be more horror than like mm, lovey dovey. The, the little CW-ish. Yeah, yeah. Little, this is going to be more yeah. horror themed though, which is kind of cool. Gotcha. And Todd, um, that uh, that Rebel Moon isn't that uh, uh, Snyder, isn't it? Isn't that his sci-fi deal? Yeah, oh, this wow. is this is Zack Snyder doing what he want to do. He had he had what the Army of the Dead on yeah. Netflix, which he, right. some people liked. I didn't care for it. Then he's doing his own. This was essentially his pitch to George Lucas for a Star Wars film. And apparently didn't go anywhere. And so now he's doing himself. It's a two part action epic. um, And it's going to be coming out December 22nd. I mean, Ray Fisher's in this, you know, he passed away. Damon Honshu, Michael Hoosman uh, is in this as well. Um, And other than that, we're just getting behind the scene, behind the scenes of this. I want to see what like a trailer for this, because I really want to see what it looks like. But with Zack Snyder, his stuff typically looks pretty good. It's the actual execution, (sighs) the script. Yeah, yeah. His trailers are fantastic. His trailers are good. It's just the actual movie. You're like, wait, what? That was he's he's the teaser. (laughs) And then fooled he fooled me with Sucker Punch. Man, that movie. Yes. (laughs) That was a uh, that was a wing commander right there. So and then Todd, Stranger Things is this the end of Stranger Things that they're talking about? I believe this is the final season okay. and apparently they're talking about making like almost every episode like movie length which is crazy oh man um, very crazy the biggest announcement though linda hamilton is joining the cast yes Ooh. i did see that that's yeah. fantastic linda hamilton did you see the last uh terminator film we rewatched that just when we were in la <laughs> when we were in la and just killing time before we got on the cruise we, i had my roku with me so we were in a, a b&b and i think we we were like oh we're killing time so we watched the last terminator movie because terminator is very la you know what i mean because the movies were set there and she was great she was oh, really yeah. great yeah really great and i think dark fate was the name of the last movie it's in so. the top three terminator movies wow of oh, the wow. 97 <laughs> terminator movies they've made <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah top made six three. right six i never yeah, saw that that um the one with um christian bale i never saw that one but i heard it wasn't oh, good yeah. yeah christian bale and moon good blood and bryce dallas howard were the stars yeah if i'm not mistaken yeah, and then yeah the other, others I've, I've, I've definitely seen them all i think genesis was the one after that which oh. was about a cell phone that took over and started killing people matt that, smith that, was barely yeah, in it uh, that was yeah. yeah that was the ai of that one and then oh. yeah i mean they really lost me between the third one which was nick Stalin and claire danes which i thought was okay um and then yeah the rest yeah. was that three yeah, there was three. And then if you skipped four and five, and then, like I said, I was just talking about Dark Fate, which was with Linda Hamilton and um, uh, Ma- uh, Madison. God, what is her name? Real real tall, skinny gal. Um, oh, it's escaping oh, me. Yes, yes. In Hollywood? Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. hardly any of I know. <laughs> I, exactly. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. So, well, cool. Um, I look forward to seeing her in anything at all. Well, with that, that's the end of the news. Todd, it's time to... Uh, 
say goodbye to Madam Web. Got to get out that Fuber app, that Feeble Uber app. Time to get down to the to the Geek Easy, down to Scuggsville, nasty town. Talk about what we're enjoying. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. Welcome to Geek Easy. Drinks are poured. Uh, music's playing, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So, Chris, you got a, a veritable list of things uh, to talk about. So, give us the, hot, give us the, hot the, takes. the hot takes. on it. Yes, hot takes. Yes. Um, all right. Well, across the Spider Verse, it's fantastic. Great movie. Loved it. Um, I I actually just watched uh, that. The, the movie on Hulu called Flaming Hot, which is based on the story of the how that whole oh yeah, brand, che- yeah Cheetos like, yeah yep. controversial yeah. did the he do controversial. it did he well, not well, it yeah, yeah. And, well yeah. apparently he was did a he, big did, lie did so. he not or did he not do what make Cheetos or eat Cheetos or kill <laughs> somebody over worked, Cheetos he worked for them it's just that he's claiming that he's the one that created oh, Flaming Hot yeah. that, like, that he's Mister Cheeto okay he's the, he's the yeah. che- he's the Cheeto sheriff as it were right. <laughs> the Flaming so. Hot impresario that said it on fire yeah oh my how was it though I mean. Was it, was it, it was, it was, it wasn't a bad movie. It was like, it, it was okay. Yeah. And I think this was like Eva Longoria's like mm-hmm. first directorial debut. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So it was kind of cool. Um, and, uh, I've been, I've been watching the family still alone. Ah, I've got to watch it. Plus. Yeah. It's a Paramount <laughs> plus. I love, cause I loved him in, uh, Tulsa King was great. Cause yeah, my, oh, my wife and I, my wife and I love Taylor Sheridan and Todd yep. will chuckle because that is Yellowstone and it's 1883 and it's 1923. Right. And, uh, it, it, he's, he's on a roll. Um, yep. so yeah, so he got Stallone for his most recent, yeah, Todd, the Tulsa King, it was him. It's Martin Starr and it's mm-hmm. about, he ends up in Tulsa and takes over basically a dispensary. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it's awesome. Yep. It's so good. And his, and his daughter's in uh, Tulsa King too. So. Oh, I didn't even realize. Yeah. She's the, she's the coffee. She's the barista that becomes oh, the. Oh, gotcha. The horse. Yeah. Go, the, go, go. Whatever. Anyway, but yeah, it was, uh, it's anyway, the, the family still is interesting. Cause he, he, you, you see him interact with like, you know, Robert De Niro, Sylvester Stallone and like his brother, and, you know, it's, you know, it's fun. Yeah. And cool. does uh, Frank I, Stallone come on? Is it Frank, Frank Stallone? Stallone? Yeah. Oh, yes. Take yes. it back. Do, yeah. do, do, do. He's take there. it back. All this how do you get my song in your movie? I've been <laughs> told by. Okay. Dude, I, I, you know, I could keep going. Moody girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. I'm Those impressed are songs? Thank you. That's a song from the soundtrack of Staying Alive. Look it up. <laughs> Yeah, love it. So, is it fun though? Is it like just is it lighthearted reality show? It's not like like drinks and faces or anything like that. No, 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 no. it's not like that. Uh, I mean, like you, you see, like maybe a different side of Stallone that I, I, you know, I grew up with, and um, and like almost like a softer side of it. But then I didn't really like I did research after the fact about like. He does. He did have other kids, but like I guess one of them passed away, and another one has like. Oh um, yeah, he had. It was the kid who played his son in Rocky Five. Yeah. Think. yeah 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 so yeah i mean i mean but he's he's trying to make it a concerted effort and the other interesting part was so yeah uh with with family sloan there like the interesting part was the fact that his 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 wife actually filed for divorce and during the recording or filming of this so i was i was kind of curious to say like, oh go on but it's 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 still not the whole season's not out yet it's um it's a it's an ongoing yeah. weekly series yeah it's- the chance that you will see him on screen get served papers? Yeah. I don't know. Ooh. 
that's that's too real. Well, I'll have to tune in because I again, being a very avid um, uh, I, Paramount Plus to me is 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 the best deal out there. But it, but it, it's you know it's atten- attenuated to my viewing habits. Um, but I, I keep seeing promos for this. Obviously, whenever I turn it on, um, so yeah, I'm down. I really would like to, and, I, and I've always loved him. You know, being an icon of yeah. our youth. Um, so I'm totally down. I would love to see. So is this a ten episode deal? And is it like most of the way through it? So yeah, it's. Uh, I think six episodes have okay. been released so far. Cool. So yeah, cool, cool, cool. Ooh, there'll be a cliffhanger. <laughs> Maybe uh-huh. season cliffhanger. Oh, oh, oh my god! You did it! You did it! Uh, was you did it. I did it! I did it! I did it! It was a, that was a, that was a, bo- <laughs> that, was a that was a, that was a bolt. Where's the confetti that comes from the ceiling? Yeah. Or, or something else. Oh my goodness! Add that in post. Add that in post. Yes, in post. I will. Good deal. Yes. All right. But Chris, uh, last thing. Oh well, I mean, just real quickly, I tried to. I've I've heard so many people tell me to try the expanse. I know, right? I, I people I, t- Todd has been up my butt for that for about five years, and I just I'm I, I'm, sorry. I'm not giving it up. I'm just I, I couldn't get into it. Charlie, I, I after, like two after Ted Lasso, Charlie. You cannot trust yourself. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, because and Chris, just to bring it up to speed, my wife and I were we watched the first couple of episodes of Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. A year or so ago, and we were like, eh. And then I got Mark and I got Todd just sideways up my butt. Oh my God, it's the greatest show that's ever been invaded, blah, 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 this thing and that thing. And I was like, <sighs> fine. We tuned in after the third and final season started, absolutely fell in love with it, blasted oh. through the episodes, got caught up with three or four episodes left that we had to watch and the end of it was was Tear Jerker City. So uh-huh. yeah, the, but the expanse that came on five or six years ago and we watched and we're like, eh, well, you know, I guess maybe this and that, but I guess, I mean, but yeah, yeah. you two just were like, eh, you know, just not so much, yeah. huh? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I like Thomas Jane, like he's, a, I think he's a good actor or whatnot, yeah. but like, the, I don't know. Yeah. It was just like so much going on. I'm like, uh, and, and I'm like, can I watch something else right now? Yeah, right. Maybe I can. So exactly. It's a slow burn. If you, if you do want to give it a try, I'd say watch at least the first five episodes. After that, then I say, if it, if it doesn't grab you after five episodes, but with any type of long arc to say, I watched for two episodes, I'm like, but you probably haven't even met all the characters this, yet. This, <laughs> like, at, this from yeah. the man who very tam- uh, famously watches one episode of things. We call it Todd a show. Watch one episode and say, I think I can figure out how the rest of the series goes. <laughs> we turned it into a segment on this show, for God's sakes. Uh, Todd has seen one episode of, of everything that has ever been made. <laughs> Probably. Oh, my God. But at least I try a taste and I find something new. I love it. So that's what I love a lot. I love to try new things and see what what, what engages me. Like, that was a great show. I like it. Excellent. Well, you know, Chris, uh, you know, not everybody's perfect. So uh, you've come down a little bit (laughs) in my book. Poe Buddy's (laughs) nerfect in Australia. Okay, I'm taking over. Uh, Just today, the much-anticipated Walking Dead spinoff, Dead City debuted on amc we have amc plus which we get through amazon prime we have a bundle of amc plus and stars of which outlander came back this week i'm not going to talk about that todd can't sit through <laughs> listening to me talk about outlander <laughs> but um I, this this was pretty exciting so we we have jumped forward maybe five or six years uh past the uh series finale of the core walking dead show um maggie is one of our core characters she has uh she's a widower who has a son named herschel uh who was 
seven or eight when the show ended. He is now a sassy teenager, so we know that some time has passed by. But the show starts up with Maggie uh, on a rocky embankment uh, looking through a spyglass across the river to Manhattan and just uh, and seeing a mass of walkers walking along basically what's the West Side Highway. So you know things are not going to be great. Um, as we jump into the series, obviously we take a step back. We find out that uh, Maggie, years later, is still running Hilltop, but there is a raider uh, who goes by the name of the Croat or the Croatian uh, who used to be part of Negan's crew. Uh, the survivors back in the day and the Croat had been raiding Hilltop um, and his ultimatum was have all my stuff and to prove you I'm serious I'm taking a hostage and he takes Herschel back with him to his base of operations on the island of Manhattan so Maggie realizing that this dude used to be a savior so wait where's Hilltop isn't that Virginia yeah they're all in Virginia all of the oh, that's a long haul to go from Virginia to New York. Well, that's you know what, Todd? What kind of Todd, Todd is no traffic, no traffic. Because Chris, you, you're 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 out east. Yeah. I mean, you know I guess there's no traffic. Yeah. on I guess there's no traffic now. All so you, all you do thing. is you got to get around all the wrecked cars and dead people. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she sets out to find Negan. He's holed up in some. He's basically living on the road in every hidey hole. This and that. You got a guest appearance uh, from Michelle Hurd, who is Raffi on Star Trek Picard. Um, and yeah, basically, she says, "You know what? I hate your guts uh, because obviously he's responsible for the death of Herschel's father, uh, or yeah, Hersh- young Herschel's father, um, Glenn." who uh, is from the original series, who was uh, Maggie's husband. Uh, But the two of them have to pair up. Uh, And meanwhile, the two of them end up getting chased by basically law enforcement marshals from one of the new New Babylon, which is another one of the regional republics. Um, So yeah, this was the first episode of, I think, six. This is a limited series, but I I was sucked in right away. Um, Actually, also speaking of The Walking Dead, the final episode of Fear the Walking Dead aired this week. Uh, And that's ending a series that started i think in 2015 which i've talked about a lot on this series um so yeah so that's over now but this is starting um this is dead city where obviously we've talked about it before that we're getting a spinoff uh focusing on daryl dixon in france for some reason and then the one that we're all i i would say we're all really excited about is the spinoff that picks up with rick grimes and michonne which is gonna be at an undisclosed time but yeah todd i know you're a walking dead guy uh tune in you're gonna enjoy this one i I thought it was good um so I, Charlie, I'll be honest, I don't know where the relationships ended with all these people, but I had heard people are complaining because they're like, all the progress we made with Negan, they said it kind of essentially fell apart, and now it's just like, well, but at the end, her hating at, it, because I thought they, he, he, they got back together again. No, 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 he, yeah. she yeah. forgave him to the point that she didn't kill him, but then he left on his own. And again, oh, this is picking okay. up years later. So this is, he's been on the run and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm not going to give away too many, you know, kind of plot, okay. plot wise what's going on, but hmm. tune in. I think it's great. Again, the thing that makes the walking dead at all interested is not the friggin' zombies walking around. It's the relationships between the people and, and all this kind of stuff. Makes the show cheaper when you don't have to have the zombies. Exactly. When you can, <laughs> when you can just CGI them in. So, but anyway, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and, and I would, I would recommend checking it out. It's there. As I said, for most of us who don't do cable, it's there on AMC plus so all right so we are three or four weeks away from mission impossible number seven which i was like i figured there was more of them but i've had a famously complicated relationship with my feelings about tom cruise i've traditionally hated his guts but 
especially after last summer's Top Gun Maverick, um, I've come to really appreciate the, the guy is good at what he does. Even if he is an authentic wacko out in the real world, when he is on screen and what he brings to a role of something that he does is very impressive. I, I, I mean, we were all, Todd, you and I, and certainly John and some of the other contributors to our show, loved Top Gun Maverick. Thought it was absolutely great. It absolutely deserved all its success. So anyway, my wife, April, has always loved the Mission Impossible movies. Um, we're like, oh, we ought to watch them all. And so maybe like a month ago, we watched the first one, which I've seen many, many times from back in 1996. That's how long the series wow. has been going on. Um, but we watched the second one, which I came to realize I'd never seen. John Woo came out in the year 2000. Wow, it was bad. Oh, my God. And our, and our friend John <laughs> yeah. Sear, who is our other founding member of Secret Friends, is also rewatching them. And so I watched it. And he and I were talking. And he was like, yeah, I watched it. And I, I don't know that I watched it, but what a what a piece of crap just it's 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 that's the one we thought would kill the series to be honest so many faces coming off slow and it was just john should not make like western yeah and it was just it was the uh you know it was all the slow-mo you know it's like when tom cruise is on the gun and he 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 whips the gun around to shoot somebody they do five takes of it continuously (laughs) him going womb 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 Womb, and then meow, and all the terrible interstitial music. Uh, Thandie Newton is in it. She's young and gorgeous, and I just absolutely adore her. But yeah, Doug Ray Scott, you know what I read is that he was, is very famously, he was set to portray Wolverine in X-Men, the 2000 movie. He was injured in the motorcycle sequence of this, and he had to drop out because of that. That's why he didn't become Wolverine. He didn't drop out because he wanted to. He dropped out because he couldn't go and do the job because he was hurt. That sucks. Um, Did this one have the Limp Biscuit version? Yep. Of the song. Did it uh, Did it really? Now you know why I want to hate me. I miss that. That also tells you the quality of it. I, I mean, and again, it was, it was, it was right. Todd, we were talking earlier today about the early 2000s, the three, the, uh, when 3D came back, uh, and they had one of these in the beginning when Tom Cruise is on vacation, he's uh, climbing over the rocks at Moab State Park in Utah, and then he throws his sunglasses, and it was like <laughs> boom, they explode, but it was th- oh my god, it was just anything of that time that they could have crammed into this movie they found a way to do it it was just it was unbelievable now that being said we've subsequently watched three four and then we started five right before i came down here they're all great i actually the jj jj abrams did the third one if you're a fan of jj you enjoyed that which i did um, and then again, I, I've said it before, you know, these movies all tend to kind of transmogrify. You can't really say, oh, it's this like we were watching the fourth one. I'm like, I remember there's a sequence where they're in a circular parking garage and he has to drive a car off the edge of a parking garage and it drops 100 meters, which um, Simon Pegg, who is Benji, one of the characters makes mention of. Um, and then in the fifth movie, there's a scene where Tom is hanging on the side of a plane as it takes off. And that was very famous in the trailer. Um, they're, they're all very enjoyable. Todd and I are part of a summer movie wager. I bet very heavily on the fact that this movie will, that number seven will do well. So I'm trying to do what I can to support it as much as possible. Um, but yeah, they're enjoyable. And again, you know, Tom Cruise, for as much in the real world as he's just kind of a whack and nut, I, I really do uh, have a lot of appreciation for kind of what he does. So I, I'm enjoying these films. It's a fun rewatch. 
Yeah, the fourth the fourth villain, Brad Bird, did. He yeah, was yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. behind yeah. the incre- Incredible. Well, yeah, so, right. so yeah, I mean, they've they've hired really good directors. I think that's really where it where it came up. And um, I finally saw uh, the latest one when I was Six. on yeah. the the plane to Europe, and I know a lot of people like that because Henry uh, Cavill. Oh and yeah, like the, that. the the fight really just. Yep. That movie just did nothing for me. I feel like, man, we're in the sixth hmm. movie now. It felt a little dead to me. Yeah. So I worry that this series is kind of like, well, fast, this is, you know, they, they, yeah. they've tagged seven and eight as Part being a, 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 basically yeah. a bookend of the series. It's going to be oh. over. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, again, if the movie does well, dramatically well could there be more from i hope not it would be great for something to go out on tight i don't know how he's gonna keep being able to do this like i mean if this movie comes out here maybe part the next one comes out in what two to three years i uh, unless they were doing a simultaneous filming or something i don't know if there's a date on the books but could be but but yeah yeah i agree with you you know i i'm enjoying the fifth one so far it introduced rebecca ferguson into the mix um and she's a great part she's an mi6 agent um but yeah, I just remember yeah Henry Cavill. Uh, it was Mustache Gate. He had the mustache for that movie, and that's what threw <laughs> mm-hmm. off. Um, that's what threw off. Just was it BVS? Brought down. It brought down uh, yeah. the DCU as we know it. it. Destroyed <laughs> all with a mustache. So anyway, <laughs> all right, Todd. Real quickly, this would be one you and I talk about. So, but tip us off. Yeah. So, Chris, I would say um, I've always made this recommendation. If if you've been failed to get into Star Trek before. The best time, way to get into Star Trek now is the newest show. Yes. It's only 10 episodes long. Mm-hmm. Strange New Worlds uh, was a probably one of the best first seasons of any show. Great. You don't have to know any of the other characters or history or anything else, except this is essentially the first entry chronologically for a Star Trek series, which oh. is great. So it predates Kirk. Uh, Spock is involved, years, but yeah. yeah. Exactly. But you don't have to worry about that. All the characters are seeing them from a fresh lens, which I think is great. There's new characters and there's literally lots of adventure, which is great. Um, So um, Charlie, I think, has already mentioned this, that he has gotten screeners from Paramount Plus due to our uh, friend of the show, uh, Cool Kurt, Kurt. who's helped out Charlie with that. So Charlie has already seen uh, six of these. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't get to say much more than that because uh, he may spoil himself uh, or soil himself. I'm not sure which I did. I did. It's that good. It is that good. (laughs) Yes. 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 So uh, season two just kicked off. Uh, They are only doing weekly episodes. So you have Paramount plus. So it might be a good way to you just, just to watch the first episode. See what you think. It's fun Uh, because they're standalone episodes, which is a great part. So it's not like they're like, Oh, it's like I watch 10 to get the whole story. Uh, They do build. And they have great character moments, which is great. Um, this episode was just a lot of fun. Um, I think they've rec- rectified the new age of Trek, as we would call it, with the Klingons. Oh, that I is think a they tough finally one. said because Discovery they tried to bring in a essentially a new new area where Klingons are from that became and they look different than we're used to. Mm. It didn't go over with anybody. Nobody liked the design. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, it so was, it was they tough. kind of brought back. And, and it's funny because Charlie could tell you a whole story, and I won't give it the whole story, but essentially when Klingons were first introduced in the, the, the original series, we saw one group, they looked like a really bad uh, like Asian stereotype. It was white guy, uh, it was basically white actors painted a dull brown with with, with weird with, eyebrows. Weird, and, and basically a Fu Manchu mustache. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad look. Yeah. Bad look. And they were just known to be like Yeesh. the barbarian race. Um, and this, they're more classic. Like you think of like Worf with the ridges yeah. and things like that. So they look like that. It's really cool. So they, they, they're in this episode. It's really just a fun episode. There's a distress signal. They have to go check it out. Um, they kind of break bend some rules along the way and it's just a very entertaining episode and they just nail it and once again they're diving deep my only concern charlie and you may have to just say it doesn't matter and i i don't think it does okay but we feel like this spock is so much more on a path when we first met him in the tos which i feel like if they just say it doesn't matter, that's fine with me. But it feels like, did he have like an emotional rinse then before he met Kirk? I mean, like on the Enterprise? Because it's weird. Yeah, no, right? he's, he's very different. And then if you look at, and this continues to evolve as the season goes on, his relationship with, with Christine Chapel, who's the, the and she yeah. is, she's a civilian nurse at this point. And you, for a character, she goes off. Uh, in one of the very early episodes of TOS, you find out that she was engaged and the guy disappeared. And then in that episode, she runs back. So she is going to leave or she's going to, you know, part company with Spock, but there's always such a will they, will they, won't they kind of romantic tension between yeah. those two characters in TOS um, that you're, this is obviously headed towards without betraying anything that happens in the next six episodes. It's betraying, you know, something happens at some point that they, uh, they, they end their, their, their friendship kind of breaks apart. They're, they're not as close. Yeah. Maybe Spock gets an emotional block or something. Yeah. Maybe that's how they explain well, if they want to explain with, it. With, with yeah. Vulcans, and again, Spock was not successful with this. The Vulcans, uh, Vulcans, and it's explained, Vulcans have emotions that are really very much stronger than human emotions. Vulcans are a passionate, physically powerful race. They have they have uh, certain limited psychic abilities, but they are very forceful and powerful and their emotions are savage and dangerous, which is why they repress them. Um, when a Vulcan truly needs to purge their emotions as much as possible, they go through a ritual known as the colonar. Spock attempts this. Todd, remember? A, col- a colonoscopy? Not a colonoscopy. <laughs> I guess that'd do it for well, you. Todd, <laughs> you, you remember when we watched Star Trek, the motion picture, that was the ritual that Spock failed to complete. Um, But it doesn't mean that something doesn't happen between Stranger Worlds and TOS where he has a because yeah when we first meet him he's pals with kirk but he's very vulcan you don't see his emotions very often and that changes a little bit not only as tos goes on but into the movies and everything too so but it takes longer but at this point he's really dabbling with his like you know i i'm having strong feelings about chapel but he's engaged to a woman and you know is that going to come to a head what's that going to look like so and he's playing a lute I mean, yeah, the Vol- it's basically it's the Vol- it's it's the Vulcan mandolin, which he yeah, which is featured in the he played it with the space hippies in the season three of TOS. <laughs> so don't let that scare you no, away. Yeah. It, but it is kind of there is a couple characters. Obviously, Kirk has shown up. He will have more uh, appearance, and then Spock, of course. Those and, are like the heritage characters we've and, also got. And Uhura, yeah, and, yeah. And, and exactly. And, and so, yeah, well, Pike and Number One are also technically heritage characters as well. But anyway, and Chapel and Mabenga. So really, most of them are heritage characters. Exactly. But like I said, this is the first time you're really meeting or experiencing them. So there's don't have to worry about any of that baggage. Sure, but you yeah. know there's baggage in the future. It's like future baggage. Future baggage, so baggage is yes. arriving in Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you decide to stick around, and I would right. not recommend anyone, unless they were curious to watch old 
Star Trek. Yeah. Like, TOS. I would. It's, yeah. It's a hard but yeah, I would. Yeah. Chris, I would highly recommend uh, simply because you already have Paramount Plus. First, yeah. first year, uh, first season was 10 episodes. Watch the first couple. See how it grabs you. You may, you may find yourself transformed by it. I have no idea. But anyway, um, yes. <laughs> Par- yeah. Paramount and Viacom, very good friend of the show. We're very grateful for the respect that they show us. I'm not wearing a badge tonight as I do on most uh, shows because I'm wearing my. Secret Friends Unite Network T, which is available from Redbubble right. and from T Public. Wink, 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 wink. Uh, find <laughs> it in the show notes. But anyway, Todd, that's it for the Geek Easy. It's time to skip out on our tabs because they I know they spit in our drinks. They don't treat us very good here. <laughs> but it's time to get down to the Thunderdome. I'm getting out that Air Qantas app. Got to get that flight to get down to uh, the Tina hologram and the mutants, which sounds like Gem and the holograms, but it's not. Uh, and we're going to be talking about this week's big movie, that's The Flash. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! Thank you, Tina. The mutants have been gathered for a topic or game to be entertained. And this week, my goodness, we're talking about The Flash. This movie is a DC Warner Brothers release. Uh, budget was $220 million. The director was... Uh, who we just talked about um uh, getting uh the bold and the the brave uh we have christina hodson uh as the screenplay writer and joby harold uh is the screen story by which i don't know what the difference is between them uh big cast in this so i won't go through the list um but there are some surprises that we'll get at the end of the show uh when we get into some of the easter eggs and such uh there are spoilers folks so just be warned that uh until you've seen it um come back once you have and then you'll get to enjoy the whole thing if you are not going to watch this and you don't care about spoilers enjoy the show uh so with that i will tell the plot of this movie uh worlds collide in the flash when barry Allen uses his superpowers to travel back in time in order to change the events of the past but when his attempt to save his family inadvertently alters the future barry becomes trapped in reality in which general zod has returned threatening annihilation and there are no superheroes to turn to that is unless barry can coax a very different batman out of retirement and rescue Imprisoned, imprisoned Kryptonian, albeit not the one he's looking for. Ultimately, save the world that he is in and return to the future that he knows. Barry's only hope is to race for his life, but will making the ultimate sacrifice be enough to reset the universe and maybe run a little bit backwards on a treadmill? He does. You know <laughs> what he does? It's right. the Tom Cruise run. It does. It is a little bit weird. Ah, he does make, he does, it's he does it's little, weirder like than a that. wind up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, puts his hand like this next to his nose, like Santa Claus. <laughs> this and, thing. He's like swimming. It's a little, it's like speed skating, right? Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so there we go. So if you're in for the ride, we are ready to go. So, you know, when we do our movie review discussion, it's really kind of more of like, you know, what did we like about this? What did you think? You know, just back and forth talking about kind of this movie as a whole. It's not to give you a rundown of every plot point, but if anyone, you know, we, we, as we go through this, if anyone needs a reminder of something that happened, just because a lot happened in this movie, timelines are clunky and quirky. I know. We can always, I know know April fell asleep at least once, but (laughs) (laughs) it's not because it was boring. No, not at all. Um, I, uh, was absolutely terrified going into this movie. Um, and I was, you know, April and I were, we were out walking today and I said, you know, what I I think what I'm going to talk about on the show is that I liken this movie's kind of cool, you know, kind of cold reception because they're pulling out maybe 72 K 
for their uh, 72 million for their four day rollout, which is vastly below what they were hoping. And it's even under what Black Adam did, which is which is Ooh. which is brutal because Black Adam was trash. I did not care for that in any way, shape <laughs> or form. But again, that's my opinion. It's just my opinion. I liken it to, and I, I always find a way to bring something back to Star Trek. I liken it to Star Trek Enterprise. Here was a show came out in 2001 after 12 years of Star Trek following kind of a formula through three different shows that I think people were just kind of like, yeah, okay, it's another ship. It's another crew. They're doing another thing. They had a slow as hell first season. The second season was barely any better. They got to the third season where they developed a season long arc, which was genuinely pretty interesting. And they hit their stride at the beginning of the fourth season, new showrunner, different direction. And it it was too little too late. Um, it, you know, and the show got canceled at the end of season four, um, which was the first Star mm-hmm. Trek show to be canceled in 40 years. Just give it four deal. seasons, folks. Yeah. Stick with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where, you know, Star Trek shows in the modern era had run seven years. So um, I feel like, you know, th- this incarnation of DCU has been around for, for 10 years since 2013, The Man of Steel. Uh, it's a movie that nobody in the world but Todd and I liked. It found out, you know, everybody tends to hate on it. Um, but we immediately jumped into BVS. Most people hate it jumped into the justice league most people hate it we got wonder woman it was okay it got a sequel complete garbage harley quinn and yeah. the immaculate conception <laughs> yeah not whatever super, it's called not super great uh we got aquaman kind of forgettable in my opinion we got uh shazam not bad but not really not enough so you know and it just and then we get all the way to black adam which is just total trash in my opinion um and i just feel like by the time we get to this film but don't be offended folks <laughs> that's like why it. yes uh, which i said which i said no offense i say it with respect um we get to i'm glad you and uh, if you, you enjoyed it i'm glad you did well what <laughs> i was what i was going to say was i enjoyed this film very much i feel like it should get a f- more fair shake but again just like with enterprise by the time they maybe hit a stride to turn it around people had given up and I think that's why this movie is not – because people saw Black Adam and they said, screw this. You know, we're just <laughs> – we're done. We're done. And plus with the announcement that, you know, uh, James Gunn and the other guy, whose name I tend to ignore, uh, are taking over. Everything's going to be reset. Maybe people are just like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get it on Max. I'll wait till it comes Yeah, back. exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, that's the – Todd, you and I have talked about that's the big problem with Disney+. Plus. People are just like, yeah, you know what? It's going to be on my – like with Pixar. You know, Elemental also came out this week completely tanked. 12 million. Really not good. Because people are just like, yeah, you know what? Taking all the kids to the theater is a hassle, and I got to buy them popcorn, and I got to blah, blah, blah. If I wait three weeks, it'll be on Disney Plus. Because if the movie fails, it's that much faster that it'll get there. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah, I I liked this film. I think it's a victim of um, it's it's a victim of being a product of its of its own environment. You know what I mean? Um, I think it could have done a lot better if what preceded it wasn't so bad. <laughs> I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah. It, it's a tough nut to crack. So, um, Chris, what was your overall take on The Flash? Um, I think Tom Cruise should keep his opinions to himself and not leak whatever oh, he's saying. Oh, yeah, he, was, he, he gushed all over this one, didn't he? He did. And I think the, the problem was I, it, it, it hyped the movie a bit more up for me than it did needed. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I mean, even James Gunn was like, this is like the, one of the best superhero movies he's seen. And I was like, uh, was it, I don't know. It was good. Yeah. I enjoyed my time with it, 
But I think they really tried to hit the like, oh, the nostalgia, the the, the cameos yeah. and stuff like that. Like, oh yeah, fun, here you fun go. cameos, like, really yeah. poor VFX, which I've been reading articles oh, about. Goodness, it's like yeah. they just, you know, somebody took a day off, and it was like. What are they doing with the representations of Chris Reeve? And I Helen actually Slater? have something to address. Okay. I actually have okay. something to address that VX we, we, thing, so we, we can say because we'll, we'll I do think ahead. it's very, regardless of what it is, it's it was very jarring to a lot of people. I don't deny that, okay. but okay. it is Apollo X. Fair but fair. yeah, I mean, to your point. So, um, and and Chris, I mean, and to your point, and we're going to get to the cameos. But did the cameos do it for you? Because I know some people that is kind of like the main draw when everyone saw Michael Keaton. Like, oh my god, I want to see it. Was that enough for you? Did you care? Did it really play into your enjoyment? I mean, I think that was one of the reasons why I went to go see it in theaters was to see, you know, Michael Keaton don the mask again. Right. So that was kind of cool. It'd be, and you uh, think it would be enough to have saved things, but it just. Yeah. It, it didn't, it didn't I, I mean, no. And, and, and I think the, the, well, the other thing was like they were, they said it was going to be based on Flashpoint. So I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I liked that. Sure. I mean, sure. I like the I like the DC animated version of Flashpoint. Oh, absolutely. They do they do so good with the animated stuff. It's wild. <sighs> so good. Yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. And and so so yeah, I was I was excited just to, just to see what they were going to do and the whole thing how James Gunn was saying like this this resets yeah. the universe. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, so what are they going to do? Like, what is what is this going to tie in or is this going to be like a clean cut? Like, that's the curiosity of that um, got me to go to the theaters to see it but but like you know the, but then there was all like the, the thing that really upset me i'm sure you're going to talk about this more but like the fact that this movie's been in production for so long and this is the kind of vfx that came out yeah from it. you're right like, with, like, with all the time and because of all the kind you know ezra miller is miller is a very yeah. controversial individual yep. you know he was involved in a lot of a lot of a lot of this a lot of that um say la vie but yeah you're right yeah. with all of this time and then covid and this thing and that thing and blah 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 you know uh uh discovery you know taking over warner brothers and it's pushing things around yeah. why didn't somebody and again with a with a budget of how would you put it the top 220 220 i yeah. mean that is just like where where did the rest of the money go you know when you got you got basically you get um you get chris reeves helen slater a great, great deep cut with the 1996 Kevin Smith Superman in Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. But they all look like really poor, like early 2000 CGI. It looked like Beowulf or the Scorpion King. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. No. Uh, no. Maybe, maybe and like, the worst was that was that was the the time bubble, like, you know, when you when he's in that arena. Yeah. Like that whole thing would look like when he was just looking at his own past. Yeah. Was just didn't look great. It's so. trash. Yeah. It's rough. I, I, and and I guess we'll address the the, the the special effects in the room as we talk about. Yes. So what we're referencing is obviously the, the Corona bubble. When Barry is running, we see very CGI versions of everybody in the film based on the timing he saw them in plus then versions of the characters at the end of the movie when we see all the timelines coming through and different versions of those characters. Um, some of them had to be recreated. We're not original. So like George Reeves, right. uh, Christopher Reeve. Some of these people are not alive anymore. And a lot of these things were actually things they never did. So totally get it. Kind of weird. Right. But they said, um, so the director is basically saying this was a choice. Um, right. And Barbara, who is um, his sister, the producer, uh, 
he goes, the idea, of course, is that we're in the perspective of the flash. Everything is distorted in terms of lights and texture. We're, we're at, we enter this water world, as they say. We're just basically being in Barry's point of view. It was part of the design, so it looks weird to, and that was intended. So they said that was a creative choice because I'll be honest, if they had the money, they would have spent it to make it look as good as possible. I don't think anybody makes looks and go like, yeah, that's, that's, we could do that. I'm like that's cheap. I mean, that's, that's, that's a creative vision. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't think you do something like that unless you mean to, because no, that doesn't pass the sniff test anymore. That is not like the Henry Cavill mustache, especially when they've been burned by that, Charlie. <laughs> I just don't think it was something where they said, yeah, that looks good. No, I think people will overlook that. Yeah, right. No, yeah. I think this, if it was his choice, it was his choice. Kind of like right. Zack Snyder wanted to do that weird reverse letterbox thing. Uh, <laughs> it was his choice. He didn't have to. He could do a thing and make it not black and white. So as it was, I get it. I didn't like that aesthetic. But if he said it was, then I'm just going to like, okay, it is. That's not a great choice. I didn't agree with it either. Right. I mean, even I the flash like suit, I didn't think it looked great either. I, 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 I think it, it was it was better because you remember it, it was went, better when you saw him. But it was a very it was a more yeah. of a sleek look. Uh, it was a little bit more in line with probably what's the most popularized version of it in the modern age, which is what you saw on CW with Grant Gustin. Um, Before he changed it to that weird, like, loose suit. Oh, did he? He changed his mm, suit yeah. lately. Yeah. Horrible looking suit. Yeah. It looked bad. You know, I don't know yeah. why they changed and it. Th- this yeah. show really, this movie really benefited from the kind of Tom Holland approach to Spider-Man where they didn't need to belabor his origin again. Like, well, in the case of Spider-Man, it's like, all right, Uncle Ben died, blah, blah. We've seen it 40 times on screen. But we know (laughs) that, uh, you know, that was really explored in the television show, which people have seen. And then, you know, you you assume your audience is savvy enough to understand, okay, well, this is two different versions of the same character. But it was really not relevant when we met him in when we saw the clips of him bvs then we met him obviously in the justice league how he got it we just knew that he got his powers and we just didn't really need to belabor the point and we saw him get his powers multiple times in this movie right exactly and it, be- <laughs> it, 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 be- and it became relevant to the story in this yes. to have little twists and turns around and it was totally fine yeah. but um but yeah, I found this incredibly enjoyable um and you know I find it to be unfortunate that it it falls into the star trek enterprise trap it's you know you, you just you dredged up so much bad will in the last <laughs> 10 years that people are just turning away people who are in the know are just like this is what i said to april i said you know if john q movie viewer went and saw black adam was like oh it's the rock and great and it was a piece of crap people are like oh another movie from dc i'm not going and and and, that, and, yeah. and that's where we're at yeah, and that the hard part is too. The last time we saw the Flash in a film was 2017, I believe, in, right. in the Justice League. Right. That's a long gap Very to bring out time. a hero yeah. and say, "Oh, are you that excited?" But I think a lot of people have just forgotten about it, so it becomes a scenario of like, you don't have yeah. uh, past success with other movies. You bring a character in that, yeah, we saw him in the, the Justice League, and eh, we didn't really care about him. He didn't grab onto anybody. He wasn't the he wasn't the smash hit star? Right. And then you bring him out in a movie. Are we really expecting it was going to be like a huge success except for Tom Cruise willing it to an existence? <laughs> um, I mean, that's the thing. And, and yes, the buzz, Chris, I think, I mean, everything coming up. Oh, it's, I mean, so lowered expectations is always the best expectation yeah. to have yeah. because guess what? Then you don't have to feel like yeah, you're right. betrayed by your own brain playing tricks because I was, I was starting to hear some like negatives and oh, they, they, the, the, something, this thing already, I'm like, oh crap, is this going to be, is this going to be some flim flam on 
Right. Is it really a lie? Is this going right. to be a lie? But I enjoyed myself quite yeah. a bit in this movie. Yeah. I had a lot of smiles on my face. It made me feel enjoyable. Um, and I thought maybe General Zod got kind of a, a better take maybe um, than he deserved. We got a new take on Superman, which I really found enjoyable yeah. Yeah. and different. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, some people didn't like Ben Affleck's costume. We got kind of a very (laughs) superfluous Wonder Woman cameo. Uh, but let me tell you that opening sequence, I was so enjoying myself. So fun. I think, you know, because we've got something, obviously, I think the Pyramid one is from Quicksilver, Days of Future Past, using those powers was great. I thought it was poorly brought back and just a pale uh trying to recreate you know so awesome in this in in um days future past movie was that? Phoenix, no no the the second movie did the same oh in uh, uh, Phoenix, no or? it was uh, apocalypse. apocalypse oh yes i mean yeah. essentially just going back to the well you can't do oh with the, oh, the, the expansion so, and going through and rescuing yeah. everybody yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i thought this was a another solid attempt to do something cool. I thought it was entertaining because I'm like, how the hell is he going to do this? It was neat. And the fact that he went for the food first before the kids yeah. made me laugh. I'm like, this is great. We're having fun. Baby in a microwave dog. And then they <laughs> play that at the end. The dog's point of view was great. I thought it was just a blast. This movie delivered on a level that made me happy, but I could see other people be like, eh, it's another DC movie. Yeah, right. eh, well, it's just, it was just, I, I can wait for I it. I just felt like it was, it was maybe it was bad will and people just saying, you know, yeah, I saw black Adam and I was like, this, this sucks. <laughs> or I saw Shazam. Yeah. Shazam, too. Shazam it was yeah, kind of, didn't uh, do anything yeah, exactly. So this is, you know, and, and then what, you know, we have blue beetle coming out. That's going to tank, uh, Aquaman. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's I just, that's, that's a very low profile. movie. I, I just, yeah. I just, I feel like he's never been anything. It's a da- I think it's gonna, it's a downward trajectory, and then by the time we get to Aquaman, but I don't think people attach that to anything else, though. Yeah, it's not Shazam. Where I mean, it's supposed to be the start of DCU, yeah. right? With that, no, we're we're uh, still. No, it's every, a hangover. Yeah, everything oh, everything ends oh, in Aquaman. So yeah, but what's his name said. It's not tied into anything, though. It's not tied but, to anything oh, else. No. It's but, not. Okay. It's not. But again, it's not like. But again, yeah. um, I don't think that John Q. Moviegoer really cares because right now they didn't go see Flash because they didn't like Black Adam. Let's just say in this example, to the average people who aren't like us, people who don't read the trades and keep up on stuff and were really tied in, people who just went and saw a bad movie with DC Comics attached to it, don't want to go see another one. And they didn't go see this, and they're not going to go see Blue Beetle, and they might not go see Aquaman. I, I don't know. I think sometimes, uh, sometimes I think you just have a good time. Like Shazam did very well, the first one, the first one, yeah, right, right? But not this one. But then, but then they had Shazam last they, like five years between sequels. Right. And like now, you're just now you're delayed. So I think this could be different as a standalone movie. I bet the budget's pretty low. And I think I, it becomes I, it's it's a, the first Latino. Well, you know what, Todd? You did, I think it plays very you well. You didn't put it in your top ten, did you? Well, no, because I'm not dumb. I think the, the top, well, no, because I think that type of movie at making at making like a hundred million dollars could be a huge success for them. Because I agree. Like, you know, who, who's ever heard of Blue Beetle? Yeah, well, I mean, we 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 will find. You're right. It could be, it could be very niche, and and we will find out. 
You don't so know. do a movie bet on that one, Charlie. We have to, may have to bet to see where it does. Uh, mm-hmm. at the okay. Office. All right. I'd be willing. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Okay. Well, uh, Todd, what else we got here? We're going to start to wind this up. So, yeah. So, I mean, I just give you the, you know, fun facts and Easter eggs really quick. We can hit some of these unless you want to get anything else. But I mean, I don't, I think we've kind of said, you know, this movie is not more than you'd w- would could add to it or take away from it. It is what it is. And you either enjoyed it or you didn't. Uh, Chris, you had a, you have a comment? I, I do. I just, well, I had a question for both of you. Yeah. Now watching this movie, are you guys uh, p- potentially content that this director is going to t- do brave and the bold? You know, I, b- with the perceived lowered box office of this, I'm not sure, but again, it's a matter of, well, you know what? He still did something. And, you know, we got what's the better, you know, maybe he's cheap uh, so we can afford him. And maybe, yeah, maybe this is not enough to get him blacklisted because it wasn't that much of a failure. Um, Mm -hmm. Elemental was that much of a failure, you know, over on the Pixar. (laughs) So whoever directed Elemental over at Pixar, I think that guy's toast. I think, I think Muschietti could, will probably move forward and still. And he's he's got a, he's got a he's got a solid pass with it. Right, right, right. And yeah. He's got a new series coming out with Derry. So I think and I think by the time Batman the Brave and Bold comes out, this will be and you do have a new and you do have yeah, a new right. Batman. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, uh, I, I just meant like yeah. from uh, from from you guys watching the Flash. Oh, you think we, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I've, I found this very enjoyable. Um, yeah. I, it, it hit the fun beats. Love that, that opening sequence, but like you said, baby in a microwave and the dog and everything is, <laughs> unfortunately not baby. That is not the title of this episode. Is, yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is not, ba- this is not flash in the baby in the microwave, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I think that, um, I think he'll get the gig. I think, I think he did a competent job in delivering this movie, uh, less the CGI stuff, which is, which is really the, the anchor that's dragging it along. But, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, in April and I, we were talking about this with each other, and then the guy who was sitting the next seat over before the movie started. You know, all of us in Gen X who are part of this life, summer of 1989, went to go see Michael Keaton as Batman. I mean, come on. I saw it not only at home. Chris, I live in Michigan, but I was visiting my uncle in San Francisco. I went to go see it there. I sat in because the theater was so packed. I was 13 that summer. The theater was so packed. The last seat I got was in the very front row, and this was in the years before recliners. So I was just tilted all the way back watching it like it was IMAX. It was it was unbelievable. It was absolutely unbelievable. So, and again, my wife, who is not a comic book reader, adored this film, you know, when, cause she and I are the same age, adored this film at age 13. I mean, Michael Keaton as Batman is a very, you know, I have my, my friend Joffrey, who's part of our Star Trek fan club, huge Batman guy. And this is, it, it was a defining uh, moment for him and uh, his, his uh, passion. And uh, he's a martial arts instructor guided him in that way you know what i mean so um that was great um but again i that was not enough to save this film and and to really deliver i just think i think it had too much going against it headed in it's got a lot of baggage yeah. yeah yeah and even if the people i mean paid no attention to the lead actors yeah. antics yeah and those past history it, it's just something at all though i thought he did a fantastic job in the role yeah i yeah. and actually I, the two it, the two it, versions of themselves I don't know how they pulled it off because that's amazing yeah, to have the totally. two of them there. Nothing looked fake. And I've not seen, I mean, I, I, I just, I just give them kudos for pulling that part off totally. because that could have gone horribly wrong Absolutely. as well. And uh, yeah. Um, and I would say Chris, just to wrap this up, James Gunn 
I think will be the difference maker for DC that yeah. they've never yeah. had. Yeah. They've yeah. never had a Kevin Feige. They had like named the executive of the month that's come in and said, yeah, right. we're going to do this. We're going to have no cohesion. There's going to be no quality control. Right. We're not going to question true, directors true, for true. their choices. Yep. And it is what it is. So I'm like, I think because of that, also the way he handled the different Batmans, uh, Bat Affleck, Ben Affleck's Batman was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought Michael Keaton was great. So to give him a brand new uh, Batman with a relationship with a character people have never seen, which yeah. is Damian Wayne, Robin. Yeah. I think it could be great, but once again, don't know. A lot will happen, and this is going to come out probably 2026, 2027. Yeah. So yeah. I think people will have long forgotten. Well, yeah, hey, investing lot, with lot, Flash, it's probably going to be highly forgettable. Let, yeah, lots, lots of time to let go. Okay, so shall we do the typical rating on one to ten? Well, I was just going to yeah. give you some Easter eggs. Real quick. Oh, all right, yeah. all right. So I think think the big one at the end george clooney is back oh wonderful <laughs> it was great and it just bury his pet with his mouth agape and then he had lost a tooth earlier in the film and glued it back yep. in and that's that was the moment it fell Came out. out that was that was yep. that was great yep. that was good yep the the bat suits we got a bat suit that very yep. much looked like the classic 70s yep. light blue some different versions very very fun we got that little bag of joking from like the joker that, right. that barry found mm-hmm. in the batmobile which i thought was fun yeah. uh let's see uh the batmobile obviously we go over there there's lots of nods there uh nick cage we talked about that the fact that that actually happened that's amazing uh-huh. and someone had to be paying attention to things that the, the lore and the, the stories that was just a lot of fun yeah um i think i think i enjoyed the uh the multiverse views of you know george reeves adam west i thought that was kind of cool and fun yep. yeah yeah totally absolutely yeah and then other than that yeah i mean uh there were you know it was pretty much i would say uh and we'll, we'll get to the very end but the the the, the, the end credit scene um once again, felt like a, a, a wet fart in the night. It didn't define anything. This movie right. didn't say constructively yeah, where this right. is the end or it's not. Right. And it was just Jason Momoa and him getting drunk at a bar and he's sleeping. And that's the end of the movie. Right. It was like, yeah. Was- Todd, you know what that reminds me of? The end of Wing Commander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Cut for time. Yeah. Ran out of budget. Yeah, Ooh, we're, we're done. done. Yep. Uh, so any of those stand out, Easter eggs stand out to you guys, like your favorite part of that? Uh, 100% the bad suits, because I did. I brought it up on Twitter because you had yeah. it in the side screen. That that was great. Yeah, any anything uh, – yeah, anything kind of related back to what he was what he was pulling off in this. Let's see. Yeah, uh, some t- anything tying back to Batman and I was the, the Nicholson. Uh, yeah, Nick Cage, Superman. I've already talked about that, but yeah, Chris Reeves, Helen Slater, George Reeves, and the Adam West was was very very brief, but that um, that was wonderful. I just wish they could have spent some of that two twenty on on polishing off that VFX. That was yeah. That was too. That was that was a really really hurt things, but still. Uh, the sequence found a way to pull it through regardless. So yeah, most F. Yeah. I, uh, and I am, I am curious to see where Aquaman goes because yeah. we do have blue beetle, but that's not tied to anything. Yeah. So I don't think that really matters. If it works, it'll bring him in. If it doesn't, they'll leave him behind. And then Aquaman, I, I don't know what's going to, that what that's going to be about. I've heard it's, I've heard rumors that it's not very good. The first movie, uh, I enjoyed, but I thought it was like an adventure movie right. more than a great superhero yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Ratings from one to ten. Uh, speed forces. I don't. Sh- I don't know. Come on, give me something here. I don't know. <laughs> what? What? One to ten. One to ten. Uh, uh, bat suits. Peanut butter and raisin sandwiches that the barista can't make very fast. There you go. All right. I'm gonna give this one out of that one to ten. 
this is seven and a half for me. I found it's I found it I found it pretty damn enjoyable, even with uh, with the fact that it was it was too little too late. I felt it made its effort. Uh, I, I felt it made me smile. Uh, I felt Easter Egg City um, was was greatly justifiable. And M- Michael Keaton as Batman. I don't I don't need anything else. You know, give me Michael <laughs> Keaton as Batman. I don't care. And he still pulled it off. He looks like an older version of the actor. He's you know he's 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 still in great shape. Uh, there's no way that some dude in his seventies would be doing flips and. Shit shit and, and fighting but you know what it's a comic book movie and he used it to his advantage it was good stuff chris what's your what's your, what's your final rating um i'll give it a solid six um just because yeah i mean again it was great to see michael Keane. I, I mean you know I, and i thought ezra miller did a good job as a flash i still think grant gustin's better than him overall but that's oh yeah me I agree. but um but yeah like i i just uh, I don't know. I think, like I said, Tom Cruise just really, really did it in for me, unfortunately. But another <laughs> reason to uh, question Tom Cruise's Tom, taste. Tom Cruise's right. run. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, very, very good. For me, it's probably a seven. I enjoyed myself while I was there, but am I going to like, oh, go back and think of like, oh, I really want to watch that again. Yeah, no. no, I think I got what I got out of this. Now, if this movie came out in like 2002. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, yeah. The best, that would have been one of the been best. Awesome. I mean, that's, that's, and, so maybe it was 2002 Tom Cruise. Yeah. So back in time was, with Zinu. And so, it was yeah. the Minority Report Tom Cruise. But that, you know what? That's what right. you said about, oh, this would be a great superhero movie in 2005. That's what you said about Black Adam. And you're right. You know, if, if we could turn the yeah. clock back to a time when, we just appreciated anything they threw at us, but yeah, the audiences post MCU and and post you know uh, Infinity War and Endgame and all the Avengers films, the bar is is so much higher, and DC is racing to yeah. racing. We've to catch up. Ooh, yeah. We've tasted caviar. We're not going back to spaghetti, yeah, exactly. folks. <laughs> no, right. That's that, that's I, the name of the episode. And, and I mean, like, I think that's the thing. The, the thing, of course, is like I just watched across the, across the Spider Verse and, and Guardians Three. Yeah, like those yes. are like they were just so much better. Oh God, like, yes, that, yes. Yeah, yeah. So. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it context a lot, and I'm hoping that we can let this DCU DCU die. The yeah. fandom, let, the, it, the let, let it let it rise again. Yeah, and something yeah. something yes. exactly. Absolutely, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Good deal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely, we'll see where this goes. Awesome. Good deal. Yes. Well, okay. Chris. Thank you for being a guest. We loved having you on, man. So tell people where they can find you and your good stuff that you do. Yes. So Charlie and Todd, thank you again for, for the invitation. This was awesome. Uh, always, always a good time chatting with you guys. And you guys, you guys can find me on Twitter at TC1H1D. I got my pod, podcast pretty much everywhere uh, on most podcasting platforms. And um, it is, again, one hour, one decision. And um yeah, we are. We 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 have our videos up on YouTube under Quit the Build. Our friends over there, and um, yeah, that's. I think that's it. Oh yeah, and I, and I do Twitch every once in a while. So if you want to pop in there too, uh, Twitch.tv slash one h one d. So did yeah. you make a hundred million dollar deal, Chris? Oh yeah, that was uh, a news day. I'm, yeah, I said I saw a headline. I said to Todd, I, Todd, what does this mean? I just I just don't understand. <laughs> it means nothing at all. It's a gambling site. Right. is running a, a streaming point to sell to get kids into gambling oh my god that, yes. that is terrific all right todd where do people find you out there they find me at t oxtra where i'm talking about the world of video games sports and other things and apparently uh charlie you'll love this discussing and arguing about whether star wars is science fiction or fantasy 
and it made me laugh because it made me think of it's Fantacrap. Well, yeah, if Crampacy or Fantacrap. Yes, exactly. Crampacy or Psy. You know, it's just it, that's what I love about the nerd oh world. Oh my god, people will just make it their life to be like, it's no, it's this. I'm like, whatever. okay, have fun. okay, bro, enjoy. That's, that's what I'm up to. Oh my god, and you can find me, of course, over on Twitter at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. My wife April and I uh, do run the USS Grand Petoskey, one of the largest chapters of Starfleet, the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world. We are based here in West Michigan, but I also actually run Region 13 for SFI, which is Michigan and Eastern Canada. If you're a trekker in the sound of my voice, would like to meet other trekkers in your neck of the woods, drop us a line uh, at that website or any of our socials, and we will help you out. So friends, thank you as always for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Want to go nuts? Let's get nuts. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.